recently on Davi the Scapegoat. As we shift into phase two of our podcast, I've got people not only coming to like comfort me and cheer me up, but also inspire me. All my lady friends that are in different phases of metamorphosis in their life. I'm here with Prisca. For me, I loved like diving more into the tech side because I was touring a, a shit ton before Earth. Can I cuss? Yes. Okay, shit. Oh my God. Shit, <laughs> shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, okay, so I was touring a time. so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So part of being an artist and yeah. trying to get rid of the imposter syndrome and trying to focus on what you truly want to do, because I imagine people will man or mamsplain to you, like, oh, why don't you just write a song like uh, Bruno Mars? Like, it's working for him. Why don't you just do that thing? Do that little shtick for a bit and see if that sticks to the wall. And you're sitting there going, I'm not, like, I'm not making it necessarily for you. It's yeah. for me. Yeah. But I want it to be for you. Yeah. But how do I convince you to want more? <laughs> it's, it's it's more strange. than what you're being spoon fed. And I think that happens to Blair a lot where people are like, Why don't you just be like this other artist? And it's why like Why don't you go on singing shows? What, yeah. or why aren't you famous yet? And you're like, bitch. Why don't you see me as an individual? And like why yeah. don't you appreciate me as that? And Yeah, but also it's like everybody's story is different. And also, you know, level of success is it definitely has tons of different translations. Mm -hmm. And like, I also got to think about people in those positions like Bruno Mars or, you know, Billie Eilish or, you know, um, fucking other artists that I look up to, you know, uh, what if they want to be in my position? Yeah. What if they want to be able to the, go to the grocery store and only be recognized by like two people? Yeah. And one of them is your ex. Oh, hey, where's so, my sweatshirt? <laughs> right. But like level of success for me is freedom. Yeah. So like I want to be able to have freedom to, yes, work with whoever I want to. But right now I feel like, you know, I'm I'm recording myself. I'm also, uh, I co-produced a record that's coming out this next year. My next project, I'm producing it all myself. I'm like, I just want to like do all these things. So for me, my success has, is, is kind of generating at a, maybe a different speed than what, you know, fans or other people want it to be because they're only used to seeing a lot of these things on TV. They think that I'm maybe not successful because I'm not on American Idol singing the Celine Dion songs, Yeah, you know? And, but, and, and that's their limited view right. version of success you know when it's fine. like some people are a local hero and mm -hmm. you don't even know because you're just watching what NBC is, right. is putting in your face. And actually that's happened to me before too where I'm just like I didn't think that I was, you know, where other people thought I was. Mm -hmm. Or let's say like I've got a message from one of my songs changing somebody's life. Yeah. And I'm like holy shit, I need to take a step back and like not take my gifts for granted, realize I'm on this path of like creations and like bringing people together. I don't have to walk my journey the way other people want me to, mm -hmm. but I can take their advice and I can take their criticisms in and be like, oh yeah, maybe I will try out for this yeah. thing or whatever. But I don't know, there's just so many different blurry lines of how you can define your own success and what people want you to be. But you know, like I think a lot of that stuff will come, especially if you have a really good heart. Yes. And for me, like I have like a really big heart and I have, I'm a good woman and I have a good heart and I also have 
have this like crazy magical talent that I'm just I feel very blessed to have. Yes. And I feel like it's my unspoken promise to these gifts that I've been given that I have to keep creating things that make people feel something in a world where we're told to not feel a lot. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Because I really do think um, people are being less and less honest about their feelings. And that breeds more anger and resentment. Mm. Um, Anger isn't just anger. Like it it stems from something else, which is some kind of hurt or misunderstanding, what have you. And, you know, I I think you, you feel your success. You know that you're successful because things are touching and affecting you in the same way that you're doing that to other people. And like some days it might be overwhelming to think all of these things, but other days that you need to remind yourself, like some people can't afford therapy and my music is their therapy. Like some people I am, uh, like I am their medication. I am their dosage of Prisca, you know, like I am helping a lot of people and you have to keep, them in your brain or I'm their inspiration or I'm their frustration yes or I'm their pinpoint of who to be jealous of or I'm who they want to compete with or whatever it is you know I think it's all well and good and I want to I want to be that whatever that is for somebody else to believe in themselves more and keep trying or be able to connect with their day a little bit more Mm -hmm. that's what I want And and the cool thing about like an audience is like even if it's the same exact people sitting in the same exact seats, the you know on the third of December and then the fourth of December, you don't know what kind of phone calls they've been through, what stuffs happened to them, so the energy is brought differently in that next show. Yeah, and I really try to pay attention to that and give back as much as I can. Yes, yeah. and that's nice. You know, freedom to feel feelings is. It's it's a nice thing to like give to people and then also for them to give to you. You know, I feel like every artist needs some downtime, you know, and and to be able to uh, just detach for a little while. But like not staying daily connected does so much turmoil for the algorithm and then you you you're like i took a week off just to yeah, but creatively like, rest and uh and you guys and nobody forgot about you it's just like you've been taken out of their news feed so it's like right working and scratching your way back in there and yeah. then you're like when's the last time i took a moment for myself for self-care i've been thinking about how what to is self-care appease, yeah and make yeah. everybody happy and i thought self-care was being creative and putting this stuff out into the mm. world and it can be it can be but sometimes when that becomes your job yeah then it then you do need like more of a yeah separated something else uh, but it's also like something. how do I not become like I'll give myself like I'll make myself almost feel guilty for relaxing not yes. realizing that it is my self-care that I need or maybe I need to go out with some friends to live life to be able to be inspired to write another song instead yeah. of me just sitting like banging my head against the black keys you know mm-hmm. of, of my piano not the actual band they're not, they're, they don't live with me <laughs> I can't tell me how many times I've like rested my elbows on the piano like you know yeah. just to be like what's going on but like yeah it's like self care not feeling too guilty and just the balance of it all I don't even know if I like the word balance but like the synergy yeah. of it Thinking about the algorithm, thinking about taking my phone out to take a picture or record a snippet of a new song, 
it's so so odd to me and I'm sure a lot of people go through this where it's like I'm so thankful that my brain and my heart and my body can be so into the moment and so euphoric that I disconnect from whatever ego is there and I'm just living in the moment living in this like songwriting session or friendship hang or whatever Mm -hmm. but then you come out of that moment and you're like did it happen? Did yeah. it happen? You know, gotta, how do that's I gotta post fuel this? me for a while? Yeah, it's so weird, man. And it's it it is it's hard, and uh, that's why it takes a village. It takes a team. It takes you know people to hold you accountable, or maybe you hire an intern to see if you've checked off in these boxes, or if you don't have intern, if you don't have the means for one, then get some kind of way to like make lists for yourself but I don't know it's really weird it can be touch and go for me I can get like really mean to myself one thing that brings me back to the music you write and knowing how you touch people and how you help people and can you get in a funk from the funkiest the funkiest funk from like just (laughs) being being overwhelmed by that like the the funky write a a funk song about your anxiety please (laughs) Oh my god! Because well, every fucking funk song I listen my hands to, are shaking. <laughs> and I actually didn't start to get like I mean I had some therapy in college because it's like a requirement with my major and stuff. But like I never had a therapist. I didn't have the financial means to. And during the pandemic, thank God, Music Cares exists. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's a nonprofit. Um, for um, music professionals. You've got to be in the music industry, at least doing music, um, uh, most likely full-time, but if you have a certain amount of credits, they, you know, let things, uh, let you let you in, I guess. There's a lot of be... stuff you had to fill out for it. Oh, yeah, like, you got to send, like, bank statements and mm-hmm. your mother's maiden name and your password to All your Venmo. <laughs> a little bit of blood. So what what they did is they, they supplied a lot of um, artists and musicians and producers and music professionals with um, betterhelp.com yeah. uh, subscriptions for like six months or something during the pandemic. Relief during that time. Yo, super relief. And I was yeah. like, this is so, I didn't realize how much I needed this. Or just even have another perspective, um, but I was super thankful for that. So shout out to the nonprofit Music Cares with one C. If you are a musician, and you're listening to this, you just hit them up and just see what's going on. Yeah, um, they can help you out a lot. I, I had like free dental appointments and stuff. Like it's great. Anyway, free dental. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's like with like dental checkups and um, like X-rays and stuff. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's yeah. the most expensive crap. Yeah. Everything. Teeth. I spent so much money on my teeth last year. So like, obviously, like it only goes for like certain things. Like if you're in in a certain situation where you can't pay for it, or if if there's stuff going on and stuff. But yeah, they they've done. I, I once I got like free blood work done. You just have to be the nice. first person out of like you know the first fifty that sign up get this thing. Okay. And that's how I found out that I have a tumor on my thyroid. <gasps> really? Yeah. Like Music Harris has been like so great for me. Uh, thyroid so, is great. That can, af- can that affect like singing and your voice and your breathing? Unfortunately it can. Yeah. So I have to, so it's benign. Okay. Um, and so I've got to leave this, you know, as, as a, if you didn't know, hi, I'm Prisca. I'm a professional vocalist and recording <laughs> artist. Uh, but like singing is really like my MO. That's yeah. like my thing. And I also play the piano, but like singing is my, you know, that's my shit, you know? And when I found this out during the pandemic, I was like, you know, what is this thing on my throat? It's four and a half centimeters. Did they get, did they see it like imaging? Oh, yeah. Or I, did, I did like test, a, like, I had to swallow testing. like a little radioactive pill. Ooh. Like, yeah, and um, ultrasounds and stuff, but they can't cut it out. 
because if they cut it out, they'll most likely cut my vocal cord nerve. Okay. Yeah. And I'll sound like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. So, like, I had to, you know, find a doctor admits this stuff with Music Cares, and they, like, took care of everything. It was really awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And, okay, so... We were talking about um, I haven't women's health. You have, you haven't. We no. have to do that. We have to name it. Oh, should we do a poll on the podcast? Do you have podcast like a top three poll. podcast poll? Will you name my uh, tumor? <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot the name. I forgot the Benign name. Tumor. What the fuck is this thing called? <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's on it's on my. It's in my throat. It's on my thyroid, baby. It's like, what's that song? That '90s song? It's like she's lump, she's lump, she's lump. <laughs> she's, she's in, in my, my throat. <laughs> it's a tumor, a tumor, a tumor, a tumor on my thyroid. <laughs> it just makes me shaky and have anxiety, and I gotta take a pill every day. Yeah, yeah. So that now was we're the shittiest version I could do. Do you have uh, like a top three names, or you haven't even thought about Yo, it? Yo, like I, no, I. Uh, maybe an elderly woman. <laughs> I was gonna say like Evangelina speaking to me. Evangelina, it's, uh, it's such a sp- Evangelina. Yeah, I like that. Josephina. Josephina, like, like one of those old lady names sexy. where you're like, I've never seen a baby like, named Judy. And also, Josephina is a slut. <laughs> is she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Like Mona. Mona. That's nice. <laughs> That's kind of nice. <laughs> Sorry, you're... I would name her Fergie probably because oh, because of Star like Spangle a Banner. Lady Lumps. Oh my God, the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can name it Fergie for sure because it, it would fuck up my voice if I. Oh my God! Out. <laughs> she made love to that flag. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, what? please go. Please Google. Prepare yourself. Fergie singing. It was at a basketball game, it was. right? It was like a playoff game. And or something. The what was that like 2017? Listen. Oh, she the, tried to get jazzy with it. I don't know who she has around, but I hope she does not have any more yes people around her. <laughs> Because he needed that, a no that day. That was just so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Fergie needed a no. But maybe maybe the Tomb Tomb. The Tomb Tomb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be named Fergie. But Is it Fergalicious? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, I leave it there. I just don't, like, you know, There's take this... photos, like, laying down because it pops out. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it affects my body in all these weird ways. So I have hyperthyroidism because of it. But, yeah, just medicine and stuff and I'm good to go but yeah women's health so women's health is we were talking about that earlier because you know let's say hypothetically you spend 13 years trying to get diagnosed for uh, some kind of weird stomach issues Uh, ends up you have endometriosis it's just nobody really cares about women's reproductive health that much so it takes like 12 to 15 years to get diagnosed a lot so you live in pain and you suffer and you throw up a lot and you go to the ER because you you think you have kidney stones again but this time it's not kidney stones it's just your uterus yeah trying to kill you because at some point she'll go if you're not gonna use me I'm gonna murder you and Uh like you don't put a baby up in here then I'm gonna kill you (laughs) so they put you on a medication that is kind of experimental for endometriosis. You mm. start taking that medication. You're not in pain anymore. I can eat things, but I am weirdly uh, nervous. I am like really fucking nervous. I'm getting 
chest palpitations, like all these yeah. ner- extra nervousness. So then you go to the doctor and they're like, yeah, women worry. Let's it put you on. What it, it is, is what it is. Here's see. a cheeseburger. Yes, it's your titties. <laughs> you see. It is your titties. Your titties and your uh, uterus, they, uh, they make you crazy. And back in the day, I could put you up in an uh, insane asylum or accuse you of witchcraft and just burn you and be rid of you. But now... You have to only eat scalloped potatoes for six days. <laughs> now, now we just have to make you feel bad about yourself. So I'm taking this medication for endometriosis. I think it's treating me great, but then I yeah. am like panicking oh, no. all the fucking time. Yeah. So they put me on anti-anxiety, antidepressants. When I was younger, I did have depression, anxiety, uh, but it was. We didn't was, know what it was. It, yeah, it was based off yeah. of CPTSD and in in an eating disorder and things yeah. like that. So when you start taking medicine and you start feeling good, and you were really underweight and everybody was making fun of you, and then you gain all this weight after you start feeling better because you can finally eat again, and then everybody starts making fun of you. Uh, it can be really jarring and uh you know i got into radio because i used to just listen to these voices come out of my radio and i was like i could do that yeah like i could i could do that confidently it's when i'm like looking at people or in front of a camera that i am nervous but i can talk on the radio i've got the face for radio and then (sighs) you grow up and now social media is so important so being on camera all the time came with being on mic all the time and i was like Oh, so I had to get used, get to, used to that really quickly and having those kind of weight fluctuations and things and then thinking, now started taking this one medication for this thing, now I'm taking five pills. Yeah. And then you come to find out that very first pill that was helping you was also the thing that was hurting you and making yeah. you have to take these other four things. You go, okay, I'm just going to stop taking those. And your doctor's like, no, you right. have to taper them or you have to take yeah. them for a little while longer. And then so that everything... makes you react differently too. It's like, I don't know. I and, don't I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. That's what that's what we were talking about earlier with women's yeah. health and how I don't even remember the names of my medicine. one thing. Yeah, you go. <laughs> we were t- I was like, is that one is that uh like Zolpidem or whatever? So and you're like, I don't fucking know. Anaphylactic track the hippopotamus for Christmas. Sanatoma de dot to do. Zibbity babadoo. You call the pharmacy, you're like, where's my the refill of my prescription? They're I like, which one? And you're, well, like, and you're like, I want the, sh- the sh- <laughs> Sharabella. Sharona. And they're like, are you singing an Italian opera to me? It's fucking birth control. It's a ring I put in my puff. And then they go, no, you need to call your doctor. And I'm like, you count pills and you call doctors. That's what you do. I'm going to call the doctor and they're going to be weird about it. And then I call the doctor and I'm like, can you just tell the, I know she's back there with her hands in some other bitch right now. And I'm not jealous. I just want her to refill my prescription. I know it's in your system. Just can you text Publix or fucking send them a memo? Because I'm in the line right now. And then they'll be like, oh, you know, your doctor will look at your paperwork. No. My vagina's not there. (laughs) Like, uh, nothing's changed. She still doesn't want babies, but remotely. (laughs) Please don't make me come there and see you because it's like $150 just to get in. Yes. Why can't all meetings be virtual? Why can't they all? Yeah, even the cooters? Even the... Even the cooters. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just found a loophole in this. Like, I'm, f- I'm fine with opening my mouth and going, look at these tonsils, Doc, and then possibly my iCloud getting hacked and you everybody's like... You want me to stick the thing in <laughs> and show you, open it up like a little duck beak. Look at that. Talking about pap smears, baby. Talking about pap smears, you know the duck bill. Yeah, that can't be virtual. No, that one can't. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine if your doctor's like, let's do your pap smears. I'm sure we've all put a camera down there. (laughs) I put a mirror down there, like yesterday. I like mine. Yeah. Mine's cool, Every once in a while, I got to check on her, because I'm like, what's going on with you? Mine's like a little surprise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not an overpacked suitcase. It's just like. It's not. There's a nice little flower. <laughs> I was sing to it. Sometimes you look great, baby. Sometimes it's a sweaty suitcase, but like yeah, I mean yeah. that happens. Everybody just it happened today. Certain climates, you know, like you you take that suitcase to certain climates, and she's gonna open different. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Tahiti. It's very humid here. She's scared. So <laughs> she's scared. is that what you tell your uh, gyno? It's just like on this virtual visit. My my China is more like Tahiti. <laughs> She's like, you know when you get those oysters that you're like, oh man. Listen, I love <laughs> oysters. They're so good. Listen, they're so good. But I'm I need someone to else them. to shuck them for me. Shuck them. shuck them for me. Oh yeah, I don't shuck my own oysters. Yes, I will hurt myself. We are too important. We are. Uh, I mean, there. That's a lot. You got to put the little thing thing, and you got to go whop whop whop. People cut their whole hand off like trying to open an avocado. You think I'm gonna battle with a actual like kind of living thing? It I is. Love, I love oyster. Um, they're so good. So what's I? I think oysters is part of self care. Like taking yourself Listen, out on a little dinner date. Yes. And having like and a little just, drink and oyster by yourself. Yeah, but don't just order one appetizer or twelve oysters. No. Like you must order treat yourself a lot. Yeah. I've done that before. Like while I'm on tour, if like I love tasting the cities that I'm in. I taste you, San Francisco. The city. <laughs> Let me so, get in there. So like, I brought my own duck bill. Right? <laughs> yeah. I brought my own duck bill. Click, click, um, click, click, click. Oh yeah, it does make a click. Why does sound. it have to click? I so don't many know. Times. Why is it so fucking cold? <laughs> I do not have like and why do you make me get dressed? Like, why do you leave the room while I get undressed and then come back in and put this little thing thing in my vag vag? I don't know, man. And they really do click it so many times that I'm just like, do you have Lou Ferrigno hands? Like, do you, are you the Hulk? What are you doing with those big old mitts? <laughs> oh, yes. Self-care. Yes, yeah, self-care. Big old mitts are self-care yes. as well. But yeah, I'll, I'll go to the, like, I went to Seattle. Played in Seattle and had the afternoon to myself. Usually on a day like that, I don't have to like load into like one or two or something. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to go walk to the pier. I'm going to buy myself a shit ton of food and some lobster bisque. Do it. And a little Bloody Mary. And that is self-care. That for is. Sure. I yeah. never realized, like, um, I think there was a long time that I would look at the person that was by themselves in public, like oh, either at a table or at a bar. And I'd be like, oh, they must have got stood <clears> up. <throat> And or or like that's the saddest thing ever. They are the happiest person in the room. That's me. I'm watching like you. married at first sight. Yes, <laughs> with my AirPods in, <laughs> eating me some shucked oysters. oysters and that's a little, little sriracha on that yep, bitch. To have myself, and you can have a drink. Like you don't need to be on a date to yeah. enjoy yourself. And listen, I've been like most of my life. I've been single, you know, mm-hmm. and so like I enjoy being by myself. 
it's not just like a, I need to be Miss Independent, but it's like, I I like going to the movies by myself sometimes. So like, if you want to ask me, let's fucking do it. That's you know, you but if you don't ask me, I go by myself. I'll go by myself. I'm I'm realizing how fun and fulfilling that is. Yeah, it's um, cool. To take yourself out on a date. Do and... you do that a lot as a married woman? Do you go on like self dates? Yeah, like That's when cool. Blair's out of town, then oh, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll be like. Mm, I'll just order in. I'll just DoorDash. I do a lot of DoorDashing, but I have like three times I have like gone to our favorite place by myself. Well, that's different. And they're always like, hey, they're like two silverwares. And I'm like, it's just me today. You know, it's like, like when you order yeah. in and they give you 10 silverwares and you're like, you're, thank you. Thank you. Good. When they when you're closing the door, you're like, hey, guys, the food's here. <laughs> like, listen, 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 I, listen, 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 I have done that. Yes. Listen. <laughs> listen. So like, so like, one time I was like, one time. One time I, li- I lived in this house, I was taking care of this recording studio, and I was by myself in this, like, fucking huge-ass house, and I ordered so much food, because I was like, Thai food, Thai food, yes. 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 And, like, I was like, all right, guys. But I also ordered, wait, 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 I also ordered, like, Taco Bell and, like, boba tea. Wait, So, like, three stops? different things are, like, coming. Nice. Or, like, maybe it was, like, barbecue ribs. Yes. Or it was just, like, something, like, you. it was from two different yeah. places. Two different door dashes. I didn't pick up the first one because I didn't know they came, right? Okay. So, they're like, oh, your food's here. Your pizza's just waiting or whatever. It's like ice cream like, melting on the floor. I remember being like, hey, kids, your pizza's here. <laughs> and Don, will you pick up this boba? Pick up this boba, Don. I slaved over the cell phone for hours. I'm going to go to the back. <laughs> I was by myself. I was by myself and I saved all 10 of them utensils. <laughs> you, like, you walk back in and then you come back out with like a hat on sideways and like an oversized jersey and you're like, what? It's me. <laughs> Holy buckets, guys. This is a lot of food. This is Did you so- get my chili cheese for you, Mom? It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Where's the cinnamon to his mom? was the night you, <laughs> you forgot the cinnamon twist it's tiny tim like you have a little crutch oh my god and then you come out as dad with like a s- adhesive mustache i would come out as dad. and you're like <laughs> sweetheart someone stole the boba hello my daughter where's my boba you are my ragtime girl i think terry got it how could he balance a boba he's on a crutch yeah, <laughs> it's goddamn neighborhood listen, package stealers. I don't know how many times you've done that, but like it's burnt. It's burnt. I didn't, it's in my head. Listen, now. I've never like <laughs> thought about somebody else it. doing that too. <laughs> and like this is the first time that I'm like, ah, hey guys, <laughs> am I okay? <laughs> Did I order too much food? I just always thought I've always I don't know if it was out of shame, like shame yeah. eating, or if it was like I tried to tell myself, oh, this is just being. The girl my daddy raised, which is always paranoid. So, like, even when someone would call the house when we were yeah. home alone, we'd always be like, Mom, the meatloaf. Yeah. You know, yeah. pretend like they're home. Yeah. You are never home alone. Because some and, creepers always yeah, out and there. Blair is like, don't tell people when I'm on tour anymore. I don't want people to know you're home alone. I'm um, like, that's good. you fucking think anybody's going to fucking come for me? I will sweep the legs so fast. Sweep them uh, with a swiffer. Yeah. And, and, and he thinks I literally will just, like, sweep them into the house be like come in i'm lonely <laughs> like and i got 58 <laughs> things of plastic cutlery i got this like, puzzle i can't figure so much low it's insane <laughs> like have a seat i don't know i mean i i, I feel like 
my my father also is like that where it's like you got to protect yourself there's yeah. crazy people out there you know but do you feel um, like having a dad raise you like that has turned you into someone that people call a man hater um like no, i i think I, I was given a healthy i grew up in a weird atmosphere though my dad owned strip clubs there's a lot of sketchy oh, people my like dad around was a preacher. very different dynamics okay that's but amazing he was also a spy in the cold war what and he's a theologian and knows like twenty different dialects of German. Fuck off! He's Are you very kidding me? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cause it. No, no, you're fine. If your dad's listening to this, don't murder me. Hey, Danny. <laughs> I love you. We're reading the Bible right now. <laughs> so <laughs> no, like he knows I'm an adult. I'm you know in my mid thirties and stuff. But like he he's the coolest dude. But he also like drove a Harley. And had yeah. The goatee. My dad did the Harley and the mm. the facial hair had pinky rings. Yeah. He was the he looked like a mafia Santa. See, like, I that's love how this. I describe him. But, but he owned strip clubs. Own strip clubs, but very much was like men are foul. Yeah, he's like well, that you need to stay away he's... from them. Yeah, yeah. It like he's seeing the worst parts of. Yeah. So like I, you know, and I, oh, I, I, yeah, my dad said that before. Yeah, like, almost word for word. Yeah, maybe with your father being such a realist as mine was, or is. Hey, Dad. <laughs> um, that like it prepares us to read into every single scenario and protect ourselves. So, so like with your dad being a preacher, yeah, was he like all people are inherently good and oh, no, you he's can like, trust these everyone? Wackadoo. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you can have totally different dynamics, but still, mm-hmm. like, I love that. Like even preacher's daughter or stripper's <laughs> stripper <laughs> owner's daughter, stripper owner's daughter, almost pimp. Listen, I think like, they could be friends. Yeah, they could. And Honestly. like my my dad's also the kind of person like he loves everybody. Yeah, you know, some things aren't for him. That's kind of his job though. Is like forgive and love He's everybody. A, listen, All the preachers in my town wanted my dad to start coming to their church because it was cool. going to be bragging rights. And my dad would have been able to because my dad is a great God salesman. Probably he's just like a Jesus door to door. Yeah, like, but and like, they would have looked alike and they would have rode Harleys together. Man, that, that Oh my God, Harley's for Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Harley's for Christ. Harley's for Christ. No, like, like growing up, I I attended numerous amounts of different types of churches because mm-hmm. my father's an interim preacher. So he goes in when the church is all fucked up, which yeah. they all are anyway. He's like but a like, consultant. Let's say like, so kind of. He just yeah. like tries to get them back on the right track oh. of like loving people and loving God or, like, you know, whatever this congregation believed in. And like he's really great at like just loving on people. And then like he would help them find somebody and then move on to the next one. So a lot of the majority of me growing up having a preacher for a dad is being exposed to completely broken churches, broken people, mm. realizing that we're all very, very similar. And like And that I don't can know. happen to you at any time. Like everybody mm-hmm. deserves a second chance. Yeah. Even third and fourth. Like yeah. we're all human. Yeah. yeah. See, that's but an, I would have loved to have your dad as a dad. That I don't know, fun. man, because I'm like I'm still like a fucking head on a swivel. Who's that at the door? You know, and it's like you ordered DoorDash. No one's trying to kidnap you today. Like you literally <laughs> paid that man to come here and knock, and now you're acting like looking through the blinds. I'm like, I'm sorry. I I I think it is. You know, I I I feel like we've grown up around brothers and dads that are like. I got two you're, brothers. You're too pretty. I gotta protect you. Like you're, yeah. you're, and and people are just foul. Like you just never know. You can't walk home at night. I remember I wanted to deliver pizzas, and they're like, "You can't do that job. Somebody's gonna grab you." And I was like, "All right, cool. I can't do that job." And then I was I had like, a boyfriend break up with me when I was like 19 because I got a job as a security guard. Why is He's that? He's like, "Well, I can't protect you, so I'm." What the fuck? <laughs> 
Aren't you supposed to? Oh my god! I don't know. I was... Were you were you at least making a lot of money so we can yeah. at least say like it it was some kind of weird masculinity thing where you didn't like that you were making it was a lot of weird masculinity I things. Don't know. Was... But I don't want it to be that basic. Come he on. Was, it, yeah, he was. I can't protect you anymore. He was you that protected basic. me. <laughs> You're 19 years old. You half wit. You can't do shit for me. What was it? You don't even know how to move your fingers around. Security guard for like a Claire's. Like or like a big place. There's like an outdoor mall in Noonan, Georgia. Okay, all right. I only worked there for like two months because I was like, "This is crazy." This is crazy. They want me Did to drive a stick shift. Oh, a stick shift, like but around. But they wanted the me to lot? like confiscate this kid's skateboard that was skating around, and I was like, "Okay." But this was seriously only like a blip of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mostly What's... worked at coffee shops and music stores, and then was just like in studios. All yeah, time. there are certain jobs that they're just like you can't do because you're a girl. I can't. So many things. No, I was I'm like, I can't wait to go studios. on a cruise ship for the first time. They're like, you can't go on a cruise ship. You're a girl, and I'm like, yeah. hold the fuck on. Are you? Yeah. Cruises are just full of men. They're like, no, but it's it's men and then women that get thrown overboard. And I'm like, why does everyone think that? Everyone that meets me just wants to chuck me off of a cruise ship. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I'm like, you Did I did I become so paranoid of people that I remain unkidnappable, or did I no, become I so annoying to other people that I remain unkidnappable? Maybe it's like maybe it's annoying and like being a realist, but not in a bad way. Yeah. But also, like you and I have very different body types, but a lot of similar situations. Very like, similar. I've been put in like a lot of situations where I'm like the only girl in the room all the time, or like mm. I'll be on tour for 45 days and I'm the only girl out of six. 16 dudes oh. some are like oh I can't do that and you know what there's been some pretty bad scenarios that happen out of that but then and you know some tour managers don't really handle it the right way yeah. but like I don't know like I, I don't mind putting myself in those positions because I'm a very strong person but, but at the same time with like those people for like long yeah, periods it becomes of like time. family in a weird way so how do you stick to boundaries like if someone is crossing one in uh, that situation like yeah well it's happened before and like sometimes you just have to be quiet mm. unfortunately yeah uh and i just like write everything in an email or just try to record a conversation that's happening be like hey, keep record why did you do that and paper like, oh, trail I of I drunk or whatever yeah i have recordings and paper trails and stuff mm. but unfortunately for me like i lost a, a gig touring um uh, because i spoke up about uh, stuff that was happening to me and then they wanted to hire me for more gigs and I was like totally cool if this person's not involved and it was a rotating cast they're mm -hmm. like well I don't know if they're gonna be involved or not we haven't decided yet we want to ask you first and I was like well, I understand thank mm -hmm. you so much and then uh appreciate that but yeah. I was like but I can't hire you based on the fact that I can't hire somebody else and I'm like okay well you don't have a lot of these things in place there's like no HR department in the music nope. industry un unfortunately you know You're not, not but, at a lot of places in music yeah. and radio right. <laughs> but like for me I'm like well you know one door closes, the other one opens kind of thing. And um, you pick and choose your battles. But this is a particular battle that I'm really glad I spoke up with because yes. I wanted to gain more uh, assertiveness and also, like, not be afraid to say my truth because maybe that would open the door for other people to say it as well. Um, but unfortunately, it's, I don't know, I don't go jogging with my hair in a ponytail. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, we, like, little things we, we learn to do. Things, and yeah. I knew, I just fucking knew that I was going to lose the job when I said it. Yep. When I was like, I don't want to be on the same gig with this person who has violated my personal space and grabbed my tit in the middle of the bunk when I'm sleeping. Wow. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah, so shit just happens, you know? And it's, that's not... Um, you know, it's like they need you to say something violent happened. Like this person pulled a knife. Right. No, because <laughs> like my my personal space right. and my body autonomy, like right. that's not important enough to you. Right. And I don't know how to 
stress to you that so the right. the tit grab is just it, it's funny. Uh, what it's a it's gateway a it's a gateway tit I like, like it's, I remember asking like I was like what if they grabbed your balls would you still like invite them on yeah. the bus like, but like it you know, I think you're right as far as like the violence goes like it has to be violent in order for them to actually do something about it and then and I think like this but person, even then <laughs> yeah but even then even yeah, then not so much it really tour, depends I think this tour manager just like didn't find me attractive so he just didn't think that it actually happened <laughs> he didn't think it actually happened and well it's easier to gaslight you and think that you'll just go i am crazy yeah or okay i do need the money let me just go on tour I'll with this crazy guy yeah but like i don't know there but in return for all these people who are learning and hopefully he'll learn in the next scenario yeah there are so many really good-hearted people out there who will put me on a tour and they'll all be respectful mm -hmm. and it's cool but i just have to know when to or not know when to speak up but just speak up because there was a, a lot of times where i didn't say anything because i didn't think i could or i was like you know in a certain scenario where like i don't know i just didn't have the 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 gusto to say something but i like honing in on my power and i'm sure you do too you're like i do well, i know these things <laughs> i know these things happened yeah even though i was the good person in this scenario um it's a learning process to realize oh not everybody is a good person yeah so like you can actively try to make things better but if somebody is just hell-bent on misunderstanding you yeah. then that there there becomes a moment when that's just not it's not going to grow anywhere yeah like, but how do you not become calloused I know that's uh that's my struggle that that was that's my struggle that's the that's the thing is like you as a woman you deal with the yeah we got these corns and these calluses <laughs> from all this toxicity I even had it's a manager that was like hey you know don't forget to email me back that about that thing mushroom and I was like Mushroom. And I just never said anything. And then one day I was like, when did mushrooms start? I was like, is it because my beanies are big on my head? Like I thought, I was yeah. like, are my hats too big for my body? Why can't you honest. call me Davi? No, he called me mushroom. And he's like, because we keep you in the dark and we feed you shit all day. The fuck? And I was like. This is not fun. You said that that out loud you said the quiet part out loud Whoa, sir no God. yeah and it was it, this was Jesus. also this was also a person that when I did like a 30 day no makeup challenge he's like not a fan he's like you're still young enough to get away with this but you need to consider these things when you're a woman in radio and I was like got it and like this was like 10 years ago so this is before we even had all the cameras on us all the time and social media before, was that big before a lot of um Beauty movements. Ugh. Yeah. So you were he ahead was of unaware. the curve. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was unaware of what I was trying to do. But I was like, that's not really the point. Um, I'm not but here okay. for you to look at. And if yeah. I am, then we have to discuss a different kind of payroll. Yep. <laughs> that's and, strange. Yeah. yeah. And then that same. I hate the whole like sweetie, lovely, you know. A lot, lot of sweeties. A lot of. It's a boys club. But and how do you... we correct them in that moment to be like. Hey, without being bitchy, my, without being high maintenance, their, without their version of bitchy, exactly what what they consider as being confrontational. Well, what I started doing is questioning. Like I would just say, "What, what you do say? you mean by that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then everybody starts getting nervous, and then they accuse me of being passive aggressive. So one guy there, there was a guy that worked for one of the like saucy rock stations down the saucy. hallway, and I had cut my hair off into a bob in an event. They needed, they wanted to do a five minute cut, and I was like, cool. "Fuck me up," you know. And I got up there, yeah. And they cut my hair, and then I came to work, and he's like, "Why would you do that to your beautiful hair?" He's like, "I hate." He's like, I find it so unattractive when women cut their hair off. I like long hair on women. 
And he just kept telling me his preference on women. Too. Fuck you. And like, yeah, <laughs> mind you, this is in 2014, and I was a newlywed. So like, and so was he. I'm pretty what did, sure. What did Blair say? So I came home. Blair's just like that guy, you know, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. to be expected. And he's very understanding about it because like, I like the way Blair, you. yeah, the way Blair describes it, he's like, I'll, I would be wary at Christmas parties, but oh. he's like, but I also. Um, what is it? He's like, I stayed in my lane because I'm not going to tell my new wife that has a, has tattoos of uh, radio on her side and shit that she right. can't be, you know, having these um, cordial, I guess, flirty. I don't. I, yeah. It's it's a workplace, so yeah. it's. I mean, weird. I've had to flirt to yeah. get my way through things. Sometimes you have to, but he's telling me about his preference and hair on women, and I was just, I said, do you want to fuck me? You said that. I love that you said that. Oh and he my goes, God. That's what, what the I would've... fuck? No. That's and what I, I would have like, said. Okay, because I was going to, I got really confused for a second. I was like, because I have a husband and like you have a wife. So it was just, I was getting this weird vibe. Like you were that. telling me like how you wanted me to look for you and how I should dress for you and stuff. And it was just, yeah. it was weird. I was just making sure that's not what I was hearing. And he's like, you're so fucking weird. And then like that, they so go around and they're like, the that bitch is intense or she is so fucking uh, passive aggressive. And it's like, sometimes they make jokes. And then if you do get upset and you say, well, that's not really appropriate, you know, or my feelings are hurt or you have yeah. your voice, they'll be like, oh my God, it was a fucking joke. And you're so negative. And all of us say things to uh, enrage or shock the other. And I'm like, not all of us. No. Just There's like two of you, like, <laughs> like, and like comedy and bullying. Thank you. Yeah. Like I, I wish there was a better word than bullying. Like because people have yeah, they're yeah. like, what is even bullying these days? Like I mean, my like, bullying was I got the shit beat out of me, and it's like okay, that's cool for you, you yeah. little puny ass. Yeah, like, don't call me. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand like how the whole like emotional abuse doesn't carry as much weight as the physical abuse when it comes like into the workplace and stuff of things that I've heard. It should. Yeah. But it it really doesn't. And it's um it's an odd it's an odd dynamic because that it really is what I learned in certain atmospheres, especially ones without an HR department, yeah, is the masculinity and the ego of the males are the most important thing. You're unhappy with how he's treating you, but I can't change the whole, like I can't change yeah. the whole culture of how the men treat people around yeah. here, like just to appease you. And it's like, but this is especially egregious. And all of this is said into a microphone, like screamed into a microphone, which you don't have to scream into a microphone, Prisca. I don't know if you know this as a Let many, many year mu musician is when you buy your own microphone, you hook it up to a thing and then you like record shit. Yeah. Like you, you don't need the game to up. yell. <laughs> You just turn the gain up on a fucking knob. If people are want to listen to you, they'll be listening to you. You don't yeah. have to scream it. And yeah. so it's oh, that, oh, I see what you mean. Because like yeah. if you're screaming it, then you like there's no not a lot of value in that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And also you just don't fucking need to. Like you're quite yelling at people all the fucking time. Like <laughs> you can be, cool, be mad man. and make your point without just go touch yourself hollering. and then come back a little relaxed. Yeah, give yourself a little touchy. <laughs> Touchy a touch. little touchy touch and that problem you know what that actually is funny because one of my new year's resolutions this year was back when i still worked there and we oh, had yeah. like this bit where we were like new year's resolutions what are they and this was bonus content so i could cuss so i was like 
I want to get my fuck on more. I was like, Blair and I yeah. have not been fucking enough. I want to fuck more in 2022. It's the year of the fuck. You know, and <laughs> the so year of the fuck. then like, then it became everybody on the show going, oh, we also want to do that. So we're going to check in every week and see who had sex. Okay. Because it was like three weeks into the new year and some <laughs> right. of us hadn't had sex with our spouses yet. And it was like, that's awful. It's yeah. three weeks. That's bad. Yeah. Um, Like COVID and crazy shit. But like, the, no, you got to do that more often. That's part yeah. of treat yourself, you know. Yeah. And so we started checking in every week, and everybody was having sex except this one person. Mm. So then it became just focus on this one person and his lack of sex life. So then it became Davi's fucking idea for a bit is now oh. embarrassing me on a weekly basis. So then it became it's not not your fault <laughs> that you can't get it in. <laughs> Not her fault that you don't know what to fucking do. Not her fault that you don't know how to touch a bitch. Not your fault that he don't know how to talk to no woman to get him feeling good. Where's the game? But that's what I couldn't understand is I was like, every week I was going, well, yeah, I fucked my husband twice this week. Yay for me. And then this other person ain't fucking no bitches. And somehow I got labeled a man hater. But I'm fucking this guy. He's happy as a clam. Look at his face. (laughs) And you're not fucking nobody because you hate women. So after like five or six months, he just exploded. And I was like... All this could have been resolved if you just would have jerked off. Like, <laughs> like, and fucking like left dating, me alone. There was like a dating segment or something. There going was. On a date. I remember, remember being like, "Hey, you and I talking," and I was like, "You're gonna fucking crush it because your voice." Like, I was like, "Hey, I just, you're such good radio, and your voice is so Thanks. sensual." I was like, "You're gonna fucking crush this," but. But on the back end, I was like, I also don't know him well enough to like vouch for him. Oh yeah, to that was you. like in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I, he seems nice, um, but you know, I was like, but radio shit is goofy, yeah. and I don't know if you want to subject yourself to what could be, you know, the, pop an egg on your head. Yeah, and <laughs> dance around in the. We drink trash water. <laughs> And then we gag on the microphone. Yeah, it's a no. truth or dare. Thank you for saving me. People love radio. <laughs> From that. Yeah, like fucking, is your husband cheating on you while you're eight months pregnant? We're going to make your day with this information coming up after this commercial break. That's but that first, dude. here's 58 commercials about a juice cleanse. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, God. Maybe y'all think twice you But how do you not become calloused? I know that's uh, that's my struggle. That that was that's my struggle. That's the that's the thing is like you we as a woman, you deal with the yeah. We got these corns and these calluses <laughs> from all this toxicity. It's so teeth, difficult to be. I bet you do. Are you on the OnlyFans? So cute. I should be. Let me show be. you my little toes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> While we talk about toxic work, oh, show that like. Oh, I love that color too. Oh, thanks. What did what they it's call like that? Space. Space something. Yeah. Space slut. I won't show <laughs> you on here. You gotta go to my footsie tootsie dot <laughs> Find my footsie tootsie on Patreon. I don't know what it's called, but I'll probably yeah. join it soon. I'll make the monies. <laughs> 